0: Hi, my name is Yasmin Tarehi and this is Startup Confessionals where we interview startup founders and entrepreneurs in the Middle East and Africa. We'll learn about some of the biggest lessons these founders discovered on the journey from the personal to the professional and share how they keep themselves motivated. Today's episode is with Mahmoud Ibrahim, the founder and CEO of Homesmart, the Middle East leading furniture and homes good marketplace platform. Mahmoud has over 13 years of experience in the tech startup ecosystem. He has a background in building digital companies in emerging regions. He started with Rockets Internet, Jumia, serving as VP of Operations. Mahmoud then co founded Daraz, the leading e commerce platform in Southeast Asia, before the company was acquired by Alibaba. Mahmoud founded HomeSmart, spotting a need in the market and providing a solution for it. And I'm so excited to welcome him to the show. So, welcome, Mahmoud.
1: Thanks, me for the introduction.
0: So, Mahmoud, could you just kick it off and tell us a little more about Homesmart, what the value proposition is in your words, and why you decided to uh, start the company.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's good. I think uh, after after the rise and what you were saying, I think uh, we saw a great traction happening in in the Middle East and, and Africa in general, and it was about to to capitalize on opportunities in the market. As as it's catching up really fast, um, one of the main sectors that was really underserved was the home sector in general. So if you see around for the last like five six years, you can see like retail has been taken care of, uh, logistics, even fintech, uh, and and pretty much food and, and and a lot of other stuff. But but if you look at that sector of home goods and and furniture, no one was taking care of it. However, it's such a, like 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 a big industry it, impacting GDP massively. Uh, has a direct effect over labor and and and, and economic insufficience. so and and we asked it ourselves why is not work in our region or it's not not working why it's not in our region first and and we looked did anyone try to do it and failed or anything and we didn't find a lot of uh, like backed up data to this and we looked around in the world to similar markets and we found like really successful companies around the globe and and from here was like Okay, this is something that we really have to focus on. Uh, we, we and since then it's treating us really well. So in general, we found like a really mass demand in terms of like uh, demand and supply uh, from both consumers. I'm sorry and supply and um, and actually, if if you look at supply at the beginning, this is such uh, an industry that have high logistics cost right so if i'm a guy manufacturing or if i'm a factory manufacturing like furniture or home goods in order for me to get a showroom in a mall or in like Prime street or any of this kind of stuff is very expensive so you will find a lot a lot of like subco- subcontracting uh, uh uh like 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 factories and, and suppliers working for the big brands that can afford to have like like marketing exposure um and and um, and for demand like, like, I'm not sure when was the last time you bought furniture, but just a big hassle. Like, it's not that that easy. Especially the, if if I ask you right now, if you want to buy like like a T-shirt or like anything, like, where's the the closest shop to you? Most well, probably you know, but if I'm telling you about furniture, you don't know, right? It's not the, is and, and and also like the one-stop shop, like a one place that you can see like hundred shops and you can just see different styles, different prices. It wasn't there in our region. Uh, and and from here it took the chance to connect both of them.
0: And uh, Mahmoud, and so you started out uh, which country in the Middle East, and where are you available right now?
1: Yeah, we kicked off out of Egypt. It was it was uh, the mass market. I call Egypt to like is, is a very good market to do like your lunch, giving the the mass population and the variety of consumer segmentation, uh, and it's really working well. And recently, we just. Uh, Launched Saudi with a great success so far over the last three months. Uh, yeah, but now we're we're Egypt Saudi.
0: So I'm um, yeah I'm very fascinated by this product, and I imagine that it probably grew quite substantially during the pandemic when everyone was kind of sitting at home and you know in a desire to, to redecorate their space. So I'm curious, like, how did the pandemic sort of play out with your product?
1: Yeah, this is actually funny because because. Actually, we, our hard launch was Feb 2020, and this was the the launch, or actually the spread of COVID in our region. Uh, and, and actually, we didn't have a chance to digest what was our like consumer appetite to what we're doing before COVID versus after COVID. Uh, we just started, and COVID hit. Uh, but but on the on the other side, what we're really sure of is how this changed the supply behavior. Because if you look at the big brands before, this was one of the last sectors to be digitized. What happened is like everything was depending 100%, not 100%, but at least 95% over like break and mortar and like offline showrooms and this kind of stuff. And there was a bit of resistance over going to online, uh, given the fact that it's managed by big corporate or big family offices in our region. And as soon as COVID came, uh, and offline was totally shut down for a long period of time, that supply understood the essential need of moving to online. Given the fact that the experience of building online is not that easy that you can earn it overnight, it was about finding a platform like HomeSmart to help the big brands to achieve more consumers and to 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 cover for the cost hit that affected the shutdown of the offline. So for sure, we know that it affected the supply more than the demand. And of course, demand after this was, was pushed to, to use online, uh, given the fact that they're working from home, they are staying home with no access to offline, um, but not just for our sector, for all sectors, I would say. So consume, and I think this was the the battle that the, the technology won in it, or won in it actually, which is convenience over, uh, like like over the effort or the, the offline or the touch and feel experience, I would say.
0: Hmm. And what was your competitive advantage? I mean, you spoke about how there were other f- players in the industry. I mean, what was different about your company? Did you offer something different? Was it your customer service? Like, how did you show up differently in the market?
1: Yeah, I think. Um, I think, as I said at the beginning, right? It's the competitive advantage for us was for both supply and demand. For supplies, like we're giving you a free showroom online that you showcase your your products. And now we can build and capitalize on your own brand rather than subcontracting for the big brands. Or So we went to the, to, this industry had a lot of middlemen in between. So we tried to go to the sources of factories and even small workshops and giving like fair chances to the supply. And on the other side for consumers, the competitive advantage was convenience, right? And the, 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 the part when you have as a consumer a chance to compare between prices, different designs, different styles, uh, different shapes and this kind of stuff, which really mattered for consumers a lot. They didn't have a lot of options. So rather than the consumers before buy what is available in the market, now HomeSmart is going to this with a little bit of the technological and data aspect. Of we're trying to understand what consumers want and we translate it into designs. And we're like like from this angle. And this is this is really appreciated by the consumers. And and the third part was like I want stop shop that has everything for for the consumers, right? uh and and good price points You've got the expensive ones You got the middle ones You got the cheap ones but like a freedom of choice for the consumers and and the i'm not sure it's the third or the fourth but <laughs> but 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 actually in order to do this we got to win the consumer trust
0: so yeah so how and how did you do that like were there customers talking you know about reviews for your product? Like, how did you win the trust of customers, especially early on? Because I think that's what a lot of companies, you know, struggle with, like the, the trust of the customer over a period of time. And what did you guarantee, you know, with your services and product?
1: Yeah. So early on, actually, when you tab to this kind of industry, actually, you would find the people that have an appetite for online already. They would have, they, we call the high risk takers. Right, and, and and actually, we saw a huge traction from from that segment. And the more we wanted to tap into new sectors, or I'm sorry, new segments, we had to to ease up the action a bit for them. So, as an example, we introduced cash and delivery to furniture, which is we're. I think if if not. First, we're the only one that doing cash and delivery for furniture, uh, or the at least the first one to do uh, the cash and delivery for such big platform in, in the world, right, for furniture. And uh, this is actually to earn the trust of the consumer that, okay, just, just take the risk and th- there's no much of a risk in it, actually. So, or, or take the action and the, the risk. And then we introduce like returns, right? As a consumer, you have the right to return within 14 days if you find defects or anything. So all this kind of stuff, is is taken into consideration being said that we monitor this this stuff really with a lot of data to make sure that to avoid like like any abuse or anything happened by consumers as well so we try to market this in in a very very uh like close uh monitor way for data to understand what is the implication of this over the uh business running into day-to-day and actually if you see and and this is something that 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 we receive a lot of comments on it every day, that we made it easy for consumers. Like we made shopping for furniture and home goods is like food. So you don't have to worry a lot about the high ticket size and you're you're worried about what is coming. So you know exactly if you're buying something from HomeSmart, you'll get what I like. Otherwise you'll get your rice back.
0: Mm, I love that. So uh, Mahmoud, I-, I wanna switch gears um, and talk a little bit about what happens behind the scenes when you're running a company. Um, so how do you keep yourself motivated when you face challenges or um, any kind of adversity? And especially like in the early days, I think it would be great for you to talk about um, that financing aspect and and perhaps like how your relationships with other folks within the organization um, have helped, you know, you kind of move through this
1: yeah no this is a very very important question so i think building a company like HomeSmart, which you try to gain a big market share in such short period of time versus like big big companies that have been there for the last like 60 years 70 years or winning the trust of that supply that been there for a long time right this is this requires like like not double the effort or a lot of multiplier over the effort that we do right so and 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 given the fact that i've been doing it for a long time um One thing I learned that you need to surround yourself by people sharing the same DNA and gene to help you doing this. Because as you said, at some point, you need to recharge. It's a momentum that goes up and down. And you need to make sure when you go down or the momentum goes down, someone from the folks around you will push it up again. Right? So very important to take care of who you're surrounding yourself with. Uh, This is something that I always say. And always say that you need to plan. You plan ahead. And, and don't only look for short-term solutions or uh, short-term gains rather than you're building something big for the future. So as an example, uh, there, there's this question that I don't know how to answer all the time. It's like, where is HomeSmart in, 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 in five years, right? I always say, back then we used to say sky's the limit. Now it's not even the limit. Like people have, have gone to Mars. So it's it's not the limit. So actually, it's it's very hard to, to, to nowadays when you kick off something like HomeSmart to sit a goal for it or an end goal for it. So it has to to be open-minded in terms of expansions, in terms of like opportunities. And this would not happen without having like a clear strategic partner surrounded by you in terms of like whatever, it's uh, it's team, it's investor, like they are investors, uh, like 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 senior team, junior team, like everyone, even the supply around you as well, all partners. You need to be strong to support your journey doing that. So I would say those are the three things that I would really focus uh, on while building a company where I focused on while building this company.
0: And uh, was there like a specific person in your life, like maybe a mentor or even, um, you know, someone within the company that you feel like you couldn't have done it without them?
1: Yeah, I would say everyone, everyone in the company. I would like, uh, I don't want to like, uh, like sound like a cliche, right? <laughs> but but actually, everyone <laughs> in the company has an impact, right? Uh, o- over this company. And, and, and I would say everyone in a piece, right? So, uh, when I build anything in my life, not just the companies right? Uh, it's very hard to get beside you just one like person, one day, like, like like center of experience, and you're just depending on it. So you will find in Holmes Mart the people that just really good at people management, and you'll find the people that really thick experience, people with innovations, right? Uh, people with uh, problem solving, uh, like, like characters, and and this all combined together give the integrity of building an institutional infrastructure right um, and 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 this was was one of the goals or actually one of the things that all the time when i think about uh, how to build HomeSmart is not just bringing like superstars in from the market and just put them in, in, in home smart no and of course all all the people who smart are superstars but actually we complement each other so i'm assuming like my co-founder is an example like he's a master in logistics right so he's like like he's helping us in the operations logistics and everything like every country manager that, that we do have they understand how to run people management maybe better than me right uh, our cfo knows how to do financials maybe better than me so and, and i think this is how to build uh, to build the 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 externalities surrounding by you um, regarding question about the, the the mentorship and 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 people affecting us outside the team i think yes for sure like i cannot do this by myself like i have my my mentors uh, like like uh, like around the world and i would say that i don't have just one mentor i would say that the the way how i think about it the te- the same way i think about the business the the, the team as well that you need to have mentors in each area that uh, you lack so uh, i look at myself and my personality i understand where where the stuff that i need support at right and i find the best person that can do this much better than me and i get him as a mentor and uh, like like uh, like i get all the knowledge that they have and uh, to be honest as well mentors they kind of like they need to change from time to time i would say depending on the level of experience uh, and I'm not saying that friends need to change from time to time, like mentors, like, because again, the level of exposure that you get and right. the of insights that you need, they are different from a stage to another. Uh, of course. And, and of course, they, they are as well uh, changing, but from time to time, you need to change uh, the kind of like the blood that you're getting the experience from. I would say that the people that used to advise me like 15 years ago, they are different than the people that used to advise me right now.
0: Of course. Yeah. It's a, as your priorities shift, you have different needs and people have different expertise in different areas. So that makes a lot of sense. What about um, in terms of looking back on the journey, uh, what has surprised you the most? And it could be, you know, not just for uh, Home Smart, but just in general as an entrepreneur since you've been in this game for so long.
1: Uh... Surprise me! This is actually—I uh, didn't see this question coming. So, I'm—I'm <laughs> so, um, I'm not sure there are surprises, right? It's—it's. Uh, it's, um, I would say what really surprised me that at some point in my life I was setting a cap for myself, if you know what I mean. So that you were what. I'm sitting a cab for myself. So I remember, yeah, this is a very, uh, story if I'm like, because I didn't, uh, this is a very good question. This is the first time I get this question, actually. But actually, <laughs> it's it's a good one, because when I was like really 15, I was thinking that I should be a manager by 25. And I would be managing managers by like 28. And then I'll be a managing director by like 35 or so. And then I'll run my own company by age of 40, Right. And what got me surprised really massively is that actually I'm, I'm ahead of this plan, right? So I, I, I would call myself, ah, you were stupid about your, your career. You should have been smart or didn't set a cap for it. And, and actually, this surprised me that actually a person can, can even achieve much more if he didn't set a cap. And that's why, or actually, when I learned that you should not set a cap, And this coming back to the part when I said, when people ask me about where's Homesmart in like five to ten years, I don't know. Actually, I'm aiming to be the best company in the world, right? So, so, Mm. so like, I don't have to set a cap for it. I don't have to say we would be the best company in Egypt and Saudi. No, it should be in different other markets. It should be in different other uh, sectors. Like, when we kicked off Homesmart, we didn't have, like, building a logistics company as as part of the band, but actually down the road, while we're seeing gaps, we found like a big opportunity building a logistics company. We just went to it, right? Uh, and and now Homesmart has its own logistics services arm, right? Uh, right? Other stuff, right? Like like uh, like. And I would say something that surprised me that every time I put a cap for myself, uh, I found myself exceeding it without me knowing that I'm exceeding it. And uh, did you feel like you should have been smarter about it?
0: Hmm. I love that. So don't set any limitations. Don't set a cap uh, on what's possible. I love that. I think that's very, very important advice. Yeah. So Mahmoud, what about any books uh, that may have inspired you on this journey, books that you may be reading right now or that you read in the last couple of years that you thought were particularly helpful um, on your entrepreneurial journey and that you would recommend to the audience and why?
1: Yeah. So, so actually uh, I'm I'm not at this guy to 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 read in general i i was i always hated reading when i was a kid <laughs> but then down <laughs> the road you understand the power of it on your personality right and um i'm not good with reading novels and this kind of stuff so i find myself the passion uh of me reading would go to like subject matters right and uh, like lately over the last one year i was always like for the last Ten years, I was like an operational, executional guy, and then since I kicked off a company, I need to focus a lot on marketing, commercial, this kind of stuff. So I'll go specifically, read like like Philip Kotler, like like stuff about like marketing and how to set up in the right way. What is the the right like like scheme for marketing? How to attack segmentation? And since then, this is the kind of thing to to compensate. I wouldn't say it's it's a weakness, but I would I would say the part that I need to learn more about it in the next phase, is how to, to become innovative, how to think about consumers, how to think about segmentation, this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's super important. I think understanding one's audience and how they operate and how they think and being able to target them is, I think, the crux of uh, really good marketing. So, uh, so, Mahmoud, we're actually at time. Is there anything else that you want to share with our audience or where people can find you, find more about... Where you're at online, uh, or any information about HomeSmart?
1: No, I think it's uh, th- thanks all me for this. I hope it was uh, it was useful and uh, and I hope it was helpful for others when when uh, when they listen to it. And thanks a lot for having me today.
0: Oh yeah, we're so happy to have you, and I'm sure that so many people are going to feel very inspired by your journey and look to you for a lot more advice. So yeah, where can people find you, Mahmoud? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn mostly.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm not very active on uh, on, on on social uh, on social media. I, I'm I'm trying to the, 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 in my company our BR team keep pushing me. <laughs> but but yeah, on LinkedIn as as Mahmoud Ibrahim. You can uh, you can see me on, on Facebook or, or Instagram, but mainly on LinkedIn. I would say.
0: On LinkedIn. Okay, great. So people will find you there, and then you can find Homesmart by googling it and checking out their catalog of furniture.
1: Exactly. Platform on the app now. We're on the three apps like iOS, Android, and Huawei. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah.
0: Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks any? Lot, yes, thank you so much. And just any, um, uh, I guess, like uh, potential for expansion coming up, or is it too soon to tell? No
1: I think this is something that we think about all the time we have our expansion team that, that all the time working on this it's just we just kicked off uh, two two main streams for us which is the logistics arm and Saudi so right now we're in the phase of uh, of really focusing and laser focus on bringing those two uh, big expansion milestones to great success uh, but but again expansion is something that we really focus on and now it's about determining what is the next move
0: mm, amazing Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for your time, Mahmoud. We'll be following you and checking out the success and, sh- and the trajectory really of uh, HomeSmart. So thanks for your time.
1: Thanks, Yasmin, And thanks for having me today. Really appreciate it.
0: Yes, likewise, likewise. And for our audience, thanks for joining and for listening to Startup Confessionals.